from last week where we talked generally about nutrition. I thought it'd be interesting to talk about race day nutrition and what we all do for race day nutrition. And I had a you know a little look around the web and sort of recommendations. And there's a lot of quite prescriptive websites, you know, that sort of talk about almost exactly what you should be eating. A lot of people say talk about um, carb loading ahead of race day, like three days before, including. Um, hydration you know I don't know whether anybody uses precision hydration that company that sort of try and get very uh, scientific about the and do get quite scientific about your sort of uh, hydration salt intakes um, you know and, and sort of doing that ahead of the event um, and so on so but I, I think just before we sort of see what each of us is doing hey did you want to just sort of have a comment about because I know you've said to me before that car, the three-day sort of carb loading isn't necessarily something that everybody well, should be doing anymore. Um, it, well, th I mean, as always with these questions, the first thing to say is it really, really depends. So it's very, very um, individual, individual and, and specific to the particular racer. Um, yeah. What is true is that you want to start your race when you're going to be stressing your body with um, well stocked up glycogen s stores in your muscles you know that's 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 the the thing that you want to achieve and that's where the carb loading idea comes from is is this you know over over the previous over the time leading into the event you you build those stores up um, so that they're at their maximum when you're standing on the start line that's what you want to be able to do um, the idea of uh, you know uh, hugely increasing your dietary load just prior to the event has kind of become a little bit um, old hat but that's not to say that it doesn't still work for some people um, but yeah most people the sort of broadly speaking the advice now is you know maybe yes slightly change perhaps the the, the type of carbohydrate you're, you're eating um, so you might go from a um, longer chain to a shorter chain carbohydrate so um, if you if you usually eat wholemeal type foods and um, yeah uh, to, as you come towards race day, you might shorten those chains a bit and use some um, refined white flour-based stuff. Um, oh, really? I never realised yeah, that. Yeah, um, and and um, because it, it essentially the well, I mean, again, I should put the caveat in here that I'm no nutritional expert, um, but from a coaching yeah. perspective, the, the basic sort of science behind it is. Um, you know, the longer the chain of carbohydrate, the harder it is for your body to break it down, and the harder, the harder therefore, it, you know, therefore your body's going to be working harder. And the last thing you want, as you're preparing yourself for an event, is for your body to be working hard, um, yeah, doing those jobs. Um, but also, so you, you know, as I say, you, you want to reach that point before the race where your glycogen stores are at their maximum, and then you're going to be able to access them um, yeah. once you start going. And is, is that how about you, Becky? Is that something you recognize is that what you do ahead of your events um yeah so yeah car carb loading simple carb loading is definitely part of my process and um, there's another element to it as well is that um you don't want to be digesting uh, anything right. in your gut from the previous days um and so there's lots right. of kind of um thought in terms of like stomach cramps and stuff like that uh on yeah. the run especially in longer distances can be due to digestion um so if yeah. you've had a lot of fiber in the days prior um it, it can lead to consequences it's not just about getting energy it's actually about putting your 
body in the right state, <laughs> yeah, um, ready to race. So, so do you, yeah. do you have um, a, a sort of menu that you follow ahead of events? Then, effectively, do you have like a set? Of, this is a sort of yeah. food I'm going to eat. Is it are you fairly consistent? With yeah. That, or do you just um, yeah. I mean, the longer the race, um, and the longer and the more serious the race, um, yeah, I will, you know, stick religiously. Well, I say religiously too. It's pretty simple. <laughs> I'll just yeah. have white rice and a bit yeah. of protein and that protein okay. can be in the form of like eggs or um, chicken and yeah, yeah I'll eat so, that free. This is what days before, sorry go on yeah three days before. Yeah sorry three to two days yeah. before depending on what level yeah. of event it is um, okay. and then I'll, I would include some fibre in it like bananas um, yeah. stuff that is quite kind of carb heavy. Um, but yeah, yeah, just keeping it as like simple as possible, mainly just for the digestion. Yeah. Like, with the aim is to carb load, but it's also the the digestion. Yeah, that's um, really interesting point. And it sounds a lot more detailed than me just heading up to the pasta party, whatever. whatever that is. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think rice is more is more simpler than um, pasta. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that'll be why, and it's yeah. easier to. Um, eat slash get your hands on slash have on yeah. the go <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's a really good point will are you similar yeah similar but uh, yeah i guess again only the kind of on the longer distance stuff mid mid distance to long distance events yeah. um and i guess the the kind of week leading up to it i'd also try and stay up until the kind of two to three days out try and keep it as regular as normal um, yeah. If there's if there's stuff that I I know I'm comfortable with, um, then yeah. I'll stick with that. Um, yeah. And I to, and I know we'll get onto the kind of in race stuff, but again, it's the it's the the principle of no surprises. Um, yes. The la last last thing you want to be doing is kind of throwing something into your body that it's not really used to used to dealing with, because then, like Becky said, you're you're in for an interesting race. I think. Yeah, and I think actually. The newcomers can be tempted to do that can't you is this sort of syndrome of you know buying the new shoes for the first marathon you're going to do or thinking i could buy some you know food that's going to give me the energy to get me through the event is you don't want any surprises at all do you how about you izzy um i don't think about it sort of three days out um okay but i mean i'm, I'm still sort of learning about all of this um but what seems to be working for me is um, just sort of watching what I eat the day before. Um, bearing in mind, I, I only do sort of middle distance stuff. I haven't ventured into the longer distance. Um, I generally have like either a pasta dish or um, a risotto. I've had quite yeah. a bit before races. Um, I just keep it really simple with a tomato based sauce. Um, and like minim minimal veg with a protein. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I found that, that that kind of works for me and is generally quite easy to get hold of like wherever I am. Um, yeah. So if yeah. I'm abroad or whatever, you can get a tin of chopped tomatoes and some pasta, a tin of tuna or something. And like, that's a simple meal um, that I'm familiar with. Um, yeah. But yeah, more recently I've been having risotto just to kind of mix it up a bit. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good point though about travelling and being able to have access to, to that food when you're, when you're somewhere else. 
What about um, uh, hydration? Do you do do you take any salt tablets in advance or anything like that? Um, Becca, you're nodding. You do that. Yeah, yeah. So depending on the race, depends on how yeah. many salt tabs I'll uh, start yeah. popping before the event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, 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 that's, also, and that's his days before the event, though, is it the day before? It, it varies. So if I'm flying, yeah. um, I'll start popping them around flying because flying is notorious yeah. for dehydration. Um, yeah. And then if I'm in a hot country, probably if it like wherever I'm arrive in the hot country, if it was in yeah. the UK, um, it's probably in the week. Yeah. So. Yeah, in the UK, if it's a big race. Well, I don't think I've really done a big race in the UK, so I can't really say. Probably yeah. about three days out. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not really And are you hot. scientific about that, or are you just sort of taking them and to- and, st- and, t- and sort of topping up? You're not sort of saying, um, oh, I normally sweat X amount an hour, so I probably need this sort of thing. That sounds no, too hard to do. It's, yeah. yeah, it's to feel. There's a, there's a cap on how many you're allowed to take a day. Um, yeah. but I don't get don't get near that um, it's yeah. just really to feel and, and yeah I, I drink a lot of electrolytes um, yeah. uh, yes. with water rather than just yeah. drinking straight water so I suppose that's yeah you know several times a day in terms yeah. of training yeah. um, or racing yeah so. I, I mean I, I suppose people sweat at different amounts I mean I sweat an awful lot Actually, when I went out with my mate at the weekend, who's, I don't go out very often with, we stopped. And he went, what's that pouring down from your face? And he's like, sweat. He went, oh my God, that's disgusting. Like, that's what happens. I said, that's what I do. Anyway, give me a salt tablet, I'll carry on. Uh, Will, do, what about you? Do you do anything with hydration? Uh, less so in the build-up. Um, yeah. I'd, more so, I'd, I'd add salt to my food. Probably more than yeah. I would normally. Um, and just try okay. and get it in that way. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, I, for the in-race stuff more so, um, rather yeah. than in the build-up. That's just, again, yeah. that's what kind of works for me to the to the yeah. point that Aid was saying around. It's it's got to yeah. be right for you rather than just because um, cause your, cause your pal's doing it. Yeah, exactly. But it, and it takes time to know, though, doesn't it? That's one of the things, I think. You know, it takes a long sort of time to work out what does work for you. And that's part of this... this the skill of being yeah, un- un- unfortunately with that as well that may not be consistent so what works right. for you for you know yeah. one six months later might not work and unfortunately that's yeah. that is you know it, it's one of those things that athletes do tend to keep tinkering with but yes yeah. um fall into patterns of uh and and it, you know it's also there's also a tolerance thing so some athletes seem to be incredibly tolerant um of what yeah. they can eat and what they can um, manage to do during the event as well, um, and others yeah. other, others don't have that level of tolerance, which is, you know, makes it more more tricky then to get right, basically. Yeah, I mean, I know if I if I am dehydrated, I seem to hit a, a cliff at some point where I actually just become really, you know, energy just d- disappears, and even not not necessarily during exercise, it can just be during the day as well, and you think. Oh, Blimey, I am dehydrated because for whatever reason, and you just need to hydrate to get some some energy back. But I, yeah, Izzy, have you got? Do you do the same sort of thing? Uh, I generally think about hydration the day before a race, um, probably yeah. not before that. 
Um, that's probably just an organisational thing, though, to be honest. Um, yeah. I have, like, electrolyte um, sachets that I mix in with my water. Um, yeah. So I might have a couple of those throughout the day, um, the day before race. And generally, I have one before the race as well. Um, so that might yeah. be, like, sort of with my breakfast or as I'm travelling to the race. Um so yeah, just kind of like topped up because um, I guess like throughout the night um, you're also kind of like dehydrating if you're not drinking for like eight hours or however long you're sleeping. Um, so yeah, I have one in the morning, um, but also it, the um, electrolyte drink that I have also has um, some carbs in it as well. So that's quite yeah. good to have like before <clears throat> race. So um, just kind of like topping it up and it's hydration as well so yeah yeah now that yeah that's interesting because that brings us on to re- the actual race nutrition a little bit doesn't it i mean th- actually let's just go through from the from the morning what, what does everybody have for breakfast because you know the the traditional uh, advice seems to be you know slow burn porridge for you know breakfast a few hours before is that what everybody does will do you want to pick us off yeah happy to um yeah, porridge is is norm for me, but probably probably more because yeah. um, because it's regular and because I know that that's what I have every morning anyway. Um, oh, okay. I, I'm probably used to go heavy on the porridge on race day morning. Yeah. Um, when yeah. I first started racing, just because I thought you know the more I get, the more energy I'll have. Um, yeah. But but yeah, that doesn't quite <laughs> prove to work. So I'm I'm back to I just have a normal breakfast really in the morning, normal yeah. size bowl of porridge with some peanut butter and some banana. Um, and that's yeah. that's me with with a load of water kind of on on the side of it. So yeah, that's that's pretty normal okay. to me. Coffee or not? Do you have coffee to get you? Yeah, get I'll, I'll have a yeah. I'll have a coffee. Um, but again, yeah. that's my that's just my normal morning routine rather than yeah. anything kind yeah. of race specific. So you, race specific. Fair enough. Yeah. Is is he? So for breakfast, I normally have uh, two pieces of toast with jam and banana um i used to have peanut butter and jam um but i've been told that because i had a couple of races where i just felt um a bit off and that i i didn't really want to take any nutrition during the race um and i heard that the fat in peanut butter um, sort of does something to the, the gut lining, which means that you can't absorb as much or something like that. That's definitely not right. a scientific way of yeah. describing it, um, but that's the kind of gist <laughs> I've got. So I cut out the peanut butter. Um, but yeah. yeah, jam, banana on toast. Um, I did used to have porridge, but I felt really like full after that. And then when you get on the bike and you're all like, hunched over in the TT position that didn't really go yeah. down so well so I'm, I just kind of stick to two slices of toast and some coffee for sure yeah interesting yeah because it's, it's I mean it's, I think the natural tendency for some for, well probably for me would be what Will said you know try to eat too much on those I think you need to have a lot of food but it seems like you don't you know you're, you're both saying you don't really need to would you agree Becky that you don't need to yeah, it's even the night before you don't want to eat too much. Um, yeah. 
yeah, eating too, eating large portions is stops. I think before lunchtime, <laughs> the day before, yeah. and then just yeah. just eating uh, enough. Because I think you've you've also done like the taper as well, so there's not actually a yeah. real need to um, over overeat because you haven't depleted yeah. any any resources. So therefore, yeah. you're just kind of yeah. eating the normal what should be a normal amount to the average person i think yeah and yeah, yeah obviously carbohydrate e equals weight as well so <laughs> yeah i always thought thought that the whole sort of taper weekend and, and sort of carb loading d didn't seem to or taper week and carb loading didn't seem to you know match up it's you know <laughs> it's a quick way for putting weight on isn't it going crazy let's eat everything and not do any exercises is it supposed to be a holiday week i guess that's not the reason for a taper week aid is it <laughs> no, no no and i think it's really important you know one of the things with um taper week is getting the balance of of um of the type of training you're doing really you know it, it it's it's a reduction in volume but you don't want to take yeah. out all intensity you know you want to keep your energy systems remembering what they can do um as you go into yeah. the race but don't forget that the the week usually ends with an extraordinarily high effort um if, yeah. if if you're doing certainly if you're doing a long distance endurance race um yeah. so i i i wouldn't be too concerned about um consuming food and not doing enough exercise in the week leading up to the race yeah um, but yeah. you know all, all the things about volume of food are absolutely right you know what you want to do is you got you want to top up those stores once they're topped up you know and, and as yeah. you start your race your body will immediately well depend again depending on the individual become less efficient at processing what you're putting in anyway um, and yeah. that's one of the reasons why during the race you need to think very carefully about what you're putting into your body yeah, and that's what the other, I think, big point about nutrition during the race is, you know, whether you are going to have your own and have your own special bags for the bike, for example, or you take, because I've had races, well, when I did the London Marathon, for example, I really struggled with not taking any of my own nutrition and using what was provided, which was that Aid stuff in the weird leaf thing, the things that sort of like a little bubble. Did you really have those before? It's like Aid in a sort of, I don't know, biodegradable bubble and you pop it in your mouth and it explodes they get an explosion of leucosane in your mouth which was horrible and i didn't get on with that at all um, but, um and that so you know i really wish i'd taken my own um nutrition throughout that that race really so and whereas on other events i've uh, asked or tried to find out in advance of an event what the nutrition they would be providing for a long course and saying and then buying that and using that for my training um, but that's not always possible is it and it depends, obviously if you're doing lots of events it wouldn't be feasible either so what's your approach on you know during the race do you do you take your own nutrition or do you use what's provided how do you how do you cope uh with that becky do you want to start off um it really varies um because yeah. there is a balance between wanting your own nutrition and knowing yeah. that you're a hundred percent okay with it slash being able to carry enough nutrition uh yeah. around for like 10 hours yeah. <laughs> um so yeah or 14 um, in my case yeah yeah well, it depends. um yeah because yeah, obviously you've got transition so you can then yes. change yeah change, yeah stock yeah. up hopefully you can stock up yeah um 
so yeah it really varies i am a big advocate um of having a cheeky red bull just before race start probably oh, less right. re- probably less required in the longer distances yeah. um but, but certainly gets the uh the heart up for um yeah. for the caffeine um yeah for shorter distances but i do caveat that with i'm female and females yeah. are known that we need to be like aroused uh, before races, yeah. where men yeah. don't need to be aroused. Um, they right. need to calm calm down. Obviously, that's a generalisation. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I, ca- I caveat it with that. Yeah. Um, and also, I don't know if I want to be having caffeine that early into a, a an Ironman distance race. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, the obviously the more caffeine hits, you can only have so much caffeine before obviously it takes a toll on your gut. Yeah. Um, as well so you have to be a bit more tactical about that the longer the race um, but you don't have any vodka in the Red Bull no, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, and even the Red Bull that they give out on course is is, yeah. dis- is disgusting on my palate <laughs> right. um, the, uh, so obviously the Red Bull that I have before the race is fully fizzy, fully fizzy and fully yeah. um, uh, fully Red Bull whereas the Red Bull they tend to give out on race courses is, is flat and yeah. Um, yeah diluted so it's yeah not so great but yeah Yeah. so um knowing yeah and i think when you're in the big in the beginning races like in the beginning of obviously years ago when i first took up triathlon it was a very different case to now i've kind of learned i've learned things and i'm more comfortable with picking up nutrition i haven't tried before whereas the beginning of my racing um i i wouldn't at all i would rather race without it because right it, it yeah i really felt the consequences yeah um, yeah exactly so, yeah interesting i, I mean I, you might be saying having um you know nutrition provided for you, you know, I, it reminds me of the um original tour de france you know the tour de france when they started and they had right at the start of the race back in the 1900s you know they weren't allowed to take drinks with them they weren't allowed to take water bottles do you no. know this no so they had to stop they stopped en route basically and they used to do way bigger uh, stages than they do now and they stopped en route and often just ran into a shop which could be an off license and we just grab alcohol and drink alcohol um to, to get them through the race which is clearly not a good idea and you know was horrendous so they were her- really i mean i, I once rode, rode the um tourmalet i was titled up the tourmalet you know the have you, do you know the tourmalet mountain do you know that one eh? i know bit, I, I, think I, know, most, I know the tourmalet i've not ridden it is the one i think it's the most featured um climb in the tour in the tour de france but anyway when they were considering whether to use this, this is just a story about this sort of hard, hard how hard it was in those days so somebody said, "Oh, we, somebody needs to ride up this uh, this this mountain, see whether it's suitable for the Tour de France." And some guy went went off um, on his bike, and halfway up, because you go through woods and and stuff, he he, he crashed and he, he landed in a ditch and knocked himself out and laid there for a while, um, and then woke up and then carried on and got to the top, eventually on a, like a dirt track and so on. Uh, and took him a day or so to get there, basically. And when he came down, they said to him, oh, you know, how is it? Do you think it's okay for the Tour de France? He said, yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> because he said it was so hard. He wanted it to be as hard as possible. 
Um, and up the Tourmalet, they have there's bears in the woods and snakes apparently. So during the actual race, when they first did it, as the riders were coming round and the marshals were saying this is the way to go, all of the uh, some of the riders were shouting assassin, assassin. They were they were basically thinking they were going to be killed by bears on, on the way through this climb. <laughs> That's probably why they were stopping for vodka or something. Anyway, not yeah, yeah. digress. <laughs> but yeah, the tour it's a it's a fantastic climb if you ever fancied. Uh, doing the uh, historic uh, Alps climb, the Tourmalade, so yeah. it's amazing. Both it's, sides, it's, um, go it's, yeah, it's the Pyrenees, isn't it? It's the other side of France. Yeah, sorry, Pyrenees, yeah, yeah. It's definitely a, a trip to be had. We're usually in the Alps, so uh, yeah, uh, on yeah, the other side. Um, have we lost um, Will? Will? Yeah, I think so, yeah. He's dropped out, I think. Is he? Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, so do you want to just um, what what do you do for your sort of race day uh, nutrition? Do you use what's provided? No, I race? carry all of my nutrition um, with yeah. me on the bike. So yeah. I have two um, seven hundred and fifty mil bottles of carb drink. Um, yeah. I don't have any of those fancy hydration integrated systems. I just have normal standard water oh, bottles right. um, yeah. and then if on a middle distance I'll generally drop one at a bottle drop and pick up water yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll have like three bottles but two of them carb drink and then yeah. every half an hour I'll have a gel um, or, a, or a bar um, both which yeah. have 30 grams of carbs in it um, yeah. And then in between that, I'll have my carb drink as well, just to keep me topped up. So every yeah. 15 minutes, I'll have some some form of energy. Yeah. And do you yeah. and uh, do you time that? Do you have a little alert on your watch or something to say time to eat or drink every 15 minutes? I used to have a, a alarm go off on my Garmin, um, yeah. but I now kind of. Um, play it by ear a bit more um, yeah. and depending on the course as well so like if you're bombing it down a hill you don't want to be eating a bar or something because you need to be yeah. like having proper like handling of your bike um, yeah. equally if you're going up anything too hard you don't want to be chewing on a bar either because you'll struggle to breathe so um, I kind of play it by ear in terms of the course like I might swap around yeah. a a gel for a bar or a bar for a gel um or okay. i'll just have some more carb drink um i do kind of yeah. like play it by ear but that's the kind of rule of thumb that i try and go by every 15 minutes have something yeah. just so that i'm not going too long without um some energy because you don't want to you don't want to bonk and then it's difficult to come back from that then isn't it so and it's easy to slip into not doing it isn't it sometimes i think at the end of a long bike i've been i've done it before we've had 15 minute like alerts to do something and then sort of forgotten about it in the last 20 miles and then realize i probably shouldn't have once you start running yeah How about, yeah i don't Becky? have a, a bar oh, too close sorry. to the end of the bike either because i don't want right. um too much kind of solid food in my stomach so i'll um I'll, if if I'm kind of like doing it, switching it around, I'll I might sort of swap a, a bar out for an earlier 
um, yeah. snack and then have a gel closer to the run because it's uh, easier to, je- to digest. But that's a personal yeah. preference thing, I think. I mean, what, what seems to be clear from, from you all is that you've got, you know, you've all sort of evolved or developed a, a strategy for that works really well for you. And I guess somebody who's starting out or doing their first longer course triathlon, it's quite tricky to know that, isn't it? They've got to sort of follow some sort of rules and then just see how it goes and adapt as you go along, I guess. Do you agree with that, Aid? Yeah, and I, of course, the, the key thing is to try these things out. You know, you've got... Um, training sessions and, and race um, specific training sessions where you can where you can test it and try different things yeah. and see what works for you and um, you know and, and there's a lot of people out there that can give you some really good advice I mean that would be something I'd say is you know if you if, if nutrition if you're one of these lucky people who can eat anything at any time then great but if you if you are somebody who struggles a bit with um, nutrition and what to do during the race and maybe has had some stomach issues in races you know there's plenty of profession, good professionals out there who can give you some really good advice and yeah. um, you know you yeah. mentioned precision hydration you know uh, and, and if you if, if dehydration is has been a problem or if you do sweat an awful lot then you know get a sweat test done um, have a yeah. look at what they're actually offering in terms of um, because that, you know that becomes very important if you if you if you do sweat a lot you've really got to be yeah. careful with getting the yeah. right hydration in yeah yeah okay and then what about post-race do you all just uh live it up and eat everything possible for yeah it's red day? wine isn't it <laughs> 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 I have you ever done a race where they, where there's actually red wine served after the race in in the transition area i, um, I have no it, but it was Sorry. In France, yeah, it was in France it, actually, yeah. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> no, exactly. It was the the Santa Run, the ten k Santa Run around Paris. At the end of it, we've got a big wine tent. Everybody's just drinking wine, which is a lot of fun. There you go. Uh, signing yeah. up for that one now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to dress in Santa as well as Santa. It's a fantastic sight. You see, I don't know how many people, five thousand, all running around in their Santa outfits. There was a there was quite a lot of races to a non-alcoholic beer at the end, um, and yes. you know whether it's an erding or something, you know something that is is designed as a recovery drink. And um, I did a, a race in Luxembourg a couple of years ago, where um, and finished the race and, and went straight for the beer, only to realise a couple of glasses later that it wasn't non-alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I did the uh, exact same isotonic. thing. Yeah, the, the exact same thing in uh, the Ironman World Champs in Nice, the seventy point oh, wow. three. And I was yeah, like five yeah. beers in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's quite. But interesting. I guess you'll have a big effect more quickly when when you're the, after finishing yeah. a, a yeah. seventy point three. I'm a lightweight anyway, in but it, yeah, no, yeah. it was double lightweight. I know. I'm very <laughs> impressed. Seven seven points, Becky. Seven beers five. in or seven. Five. Mo- Five, five, five. Well, even that. It wasn't pints. No, 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 no. It oh. wasn't pints. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> five tins. Five glasses. And then, yeah. so much so that the guy serving it was like, um, like, are you sure you want another one? I've got a lot to say. It's like it isn't it? At that point, I realised uh, they weren't isotonic and they were full, <laughs> full fat beers. Yeah. <clears throat> Fantastic. Yeah, is so he? Do you, have, do you live it up? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
No beer for me. Um, okay. Just don't really like it, but maybe a gin tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, but more like straight after the race, I'll have um, a recovery shake that I like from Talk, um, which has like carbs and protein in it, so it just kind of helps the recovery. Um, so I'll have that like in my in my transition bag um, post race, yeah. or or if the car's not too far away, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. But yeah. Brilliant. The more, the more serious answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The right answer, is it? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I, um, also, I mean, should it last? Because I often feel after a big event or even just big training and like an arrest day, I feel a lot more hungry than I would. I don't know whether it's a psychological thing, but um, that hunger could, that sort of feeling that you need more nu- nutrition afterwards can last quite a while kind of after the event you think or is that just me <laughs> but no, i think i mean you, you i mean you obviously do need you know you've you've really um yeah emptied your stores doing that race and some and um and so yes yes you certainly need to eat and and but obviously the post-race stuff that izzy was referring to is super important because yeah um you know you need that protein to to, to start the repair process um for all the damage yeah. that you've done basically while you've been racing so um, you know, again, and, and that's true after training as well. It's something that's neglected a lot, actually. Um, yeah. You know, athletes love the training; they love going out and beasting themselves. But unless you get your recovery right, and that's nutrition and rest and sleep and all those things that we know a lot about, um, yeah. then you're wasting wasting the value of that session to some extent because you're not allowing yeah. your body to to adapt as well as it might. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Now that was a really good discussion thanks very much everyone now we've got one last thing i know we've got to, how much time you got for this but the question coach question of the week aid which is one i've pulled from uh, reddit and i'll put the link into the show notes but uh i haven't this is the question that somebody posted i haven't run in a month how much fitness did i lose <laughs> <Not easy. laughs> uh, it, was it posted it, i mean again depends yeah. uh, age age is going to have a massive part to play in that so you know when you're yeah. when you're um 20 years old you can get fit really quickly and and you don't lose your yeah. fitness for a long time but if you're um my age then uh, it goes the other way around so um so that has a lot to play uh, i mean uh, the, yeah. the the question is, and then obviously what else are they doing you know are they just run, a runner so is this person yeah. somebody who's who's not done any exercise for a month um obviously your fitness is going to drop off if you're not doing exercise um it was a, it was in the triathlon um, Reddit, so, so I guess they're doing swim and bike, but then they've sort of not mm. run for injury or something for a month. Yeah. Um, so I mean, obviously, the, 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 the key. Well, the key thing about injury, I mean, you know, obviously, we don't know anything yeah. specific about this individual, but you know, the most important thing. I mean, running is 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 heavy duty. You know, the, running is the thing that, as a triathlete, is probably most likely to cause um, injury. Um, it's yeah. certainly the the of the three. Um, sports that you're doing it's the one that puts the most stress on your body um, yeah and you know coming back slowly back into running um, is really important um, if you if you if you're coming back from injury not going yeah. really not really high intensity stuff straight away um, but also yeah. not long runs either so you know low yeah. low endurance runs can be pretty heavy on on the body as well so you've really got to test it make sure it's fit yeah. make sure you're ready to go because it's um, yeah 
but yeah, no, it's a difficult question to answer without the specifics no, of the individual, exactly, I'd say. Yeah. 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 Like, these are the sort of questions of the week I'm just going to throw at you every week now. So just yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think we'll wrap it up for this week then. Um, is everybody going to the swim set next, next weekend? No, no, I don't think. No, Becky and Izzy aren't coming. No, oh, you're, you're yeah. coming. We're doing a video session yes. next week, Becky. Um, so it's coming out. Yeah, we can do the podcast there. Yeah.